Hello and welcome to 99x Asia podcast series organized by Tiantech Innovative. My name is Nishara Ramasinghe, a software engineer from 99x and I'll be your host for this episode. Today we are going to talk about queues in Asia and how they can be used for serverless processing. In this episode, we'll cover what queues are and how they work in Asia and different use cases for serverless processing. We'll also go over some best practices and tips for using Asia queues in Asia to maximize their potential. Whether you are a developer, architect or just curious about Asia, this episode will have something for you. So let's get started with our speaker Vihanga Bandara, who is an expert in this area and associate tech lead from Nigerianix. Hi Vihanga, can you give a small introduction about yourself? Hi Nishara. Uh, so first of all, thank you for inviting me. So I'm Vihanga. I'm 26 years old, and I have been in the software engineering industry for around five years now. Uh, and I have worked in multiple projects of different domains with different technologies, including Azure. So yeah, that's a bit about me. So Vihanga, before moving to our main topic, I guess it's better to clear concept of queues and messaging. So my first question is, what are the queue and messaging all about, and why do they exist? Yeah. So. obviously if you have gone through some basic data structures you would know that the first two the very first two that we normally learn are stacks and queues so you could say the same concept that we learn about queues are applied here in azure uh, especially when we talk about storage queues and service bus and uh, queues as you know in theory it includes an element that gets enqueued and dequeued and again in terms of uh, queue messaging this is called a message so why does it exist well you could have an application that consists of many systems or components uh, that could be running on different servers and when you think about it reliable communication between these components can be difficult so for such scenarios in order to have more reliable communication you can use a messaging model such as storage queue or an azure service message queue so you could say it is used mainly in distributed applications to loosely connect your services so yeah fianga you mentioned that for reliable communication we can use a messaging models so what options are there in asia when it comes to having a messaging model Yeah so mainly there are four uh, which are storage queue service bus then they also have event hub event grid but since we are talking about message based delivery using queues in asia we mainly take use of storage queues and o service bus basically so yeah. well then uh, what is the difference between storage queues and service bus queues and can you explain them yeah so storage queues and service bus queues are both message based delivery mechanisms uh, that will let you send and receive messages between systems or components 
However, uh, there are some key differences between the two. So one of the main differences is in terms of scalability. Service bus queues are designed to handle more messages, uh, making them more suitable for scenarios where you need to scale to a large number of messages or send or receive messages at a high rate. On the other hand, storage queues are more suitable for scenarios where you need a simple cost-effective solution with lower levels of concurrency. And then another difference in terms of features. So it's bus queue, queues offer a wider range of features uh, such as message deferral, then sessions and message uh, scheduling, which can be useful in more complex scenarios. Uh, while on the other hand, storage queues can be seen as a simpler solution and it gives basic uh, message queuing capabilities, it does not really have that much of features. And obviously the pricing is the next major uh, sort of uh, role when it comes to the differences where service bus queues tend to be more expensive than storage queues. That's mainly because of the additional features that they have, uh, such as uh, guaranteed FIFO. So that's uh, first in, first out. And then the sessions and scalability that they offer. So yeah, so those are a few of the main differences between storage queues and service bus uh, Nishara. So uh, it is clear that both uh, storage queues and service bus queues are a mechanism that let you send and receive messages between system or components and it differ from scalability, uh, its features, range and the cost. So Vyanga, can you give an example of um, when it might be more appropriate to use a storage queue over a service bus queue or vice versa? Sure. So if you have a simple scenario where you just need to receive or send a small number of messages and you don't really need any of the features that is offered by service bus queues, uh, such as guaranteed first in first out or sessions, in that case, you could just go ahead with storage queues. For example, you might want to use a storage queue to send notifications to a small number of users, or it might be to trigger a simple workflow. Right. So on the other hand, an example of when you might want to use a service bus is where you need to scale to a large number of messages at a high rate. Uh, service bus also contains a lot of features, uh, like I mentioned before. So uh, an example would be, uh, imagine if you want to send messages to a system in order of arrival, then you could consider using service bus instead of uh, a storage queue. And when I say order for arrival, imagine we have uh, four messages uh, with like IDs, one, two, three, four. So we want it to come. We want the first message first and then the second message and then the third and the fourth. So in order of arrival. So service bus guarantees that order of arrival. Uh, however, in the other case, storage queues does not guarantee it. Uh, so you might actually, if you use storage queues, you might actually get the message ID, which is four first, and then you might get the first message. So if you want that order of arrival guaranteed, then you need to go for something like service bus. So, yeah. Well, um, this will be my final question. So what other considerations should we keep in our mind when 
deciding between storage queues and service bus queues? Yeah, so that's a very good question, Ishara. Uh, first of all, when it comes to deciding which to use, uh, you have to keep in mind is uh, the maximum message size allowed. So with storage queue, a message size can be up to 64 kilobytes in size. While if I'm not wrong, service bus allows you to send messages up to 256 kilobytes in size. So this might be a factor for you if you think you are going to have a very large message that needs to be sent. Uh, but obviously it depends uh, on your use case. And personally, it, it is always better to keep the message short and sweet and it containing only the reference value. So then you can use that and then uh, you, based on that, you can query whatever you need in the next workflow, the next component without sending a bulk message in the message itself. Uh, and then the next thing would be uh, message TTL or in other words, uh, time to live. So that would be another factor uh, that you might want to think about since uh, storage queues allows you to set a time to live uh, for up to seven days. So it will stay for seven days while a service bus allows you to set a TTL for up to 14 days. So if you plan on keeping your messages for longer periods, then you know now what to choose. So basically if it's more than, if it's like 14 days, then you need to go for something like service bus. And then finally, you should also consider the level of integration with other services. So service bus queue, if I'm not wrong, will offer a higher level of integration with other Asia services comparatively to storage queues. So yeah, so those are some of the considerations uh, that we should keep in mind. Uh, obviously, like I mentioned about, like the pricing also needs to be something that needs to be considered uh, as well. So, yeah. Thank you, Vihanga, for joining us to share your knowledge. So, that brings us to the end of this episode. We covered a lot of grounds on the topic of queues in Asia for serverless processing. From what they are and how they work to different use cases and best practices for using them. I hope you found this episode and informative and helpful. If you have any questions, comments or feedbacks, feel free to reach out to us through our website or social media channels. We'd love to hear from you and don't forget to tune in next time for more on Asia and other related topics with our 99X TN Tech podcast. Thank you for listening and we'll see you again soon.